Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today let the word go forth fool me once are you fired up i'm not a crook are you ready to go shame on shame on you it's abe lincoln's top hat hosted by ben kissel boom we can't get fooled again Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Fernando. Hi, Ben. And Travis Irvine, live from Ohio. Hello, Ben. Get me out of here. <laughs> We're going to have a nice, strong, concise, maybe 20, 25-minute episode all about January 6th. Cassidy Hutchinson. Oh, my God. What a lucky lady. 24 years fun, and she got to spend most of her youth hanging out with Mark Meadows, <sighs> yeah. former... Former top aide to former chief of staff Mark Meadows testified in front of the January 6th committee this past week. Adam Schiff, he didn't want to have this meeting, but he said, golly, we got some new information. I can't go home and kiss my wife and my children until we hear what Cassidy has to say. And what she had to say was truly and utterly insane. We knew the events that happened on January 6th were led and created and uh, guided by Donald Trump, but we didn't quite know to what extent. Donald Trump evidently, while in the car, driving around the Capitol, saw what was going on on the grounds during the insurrection and said, I want to be a part of that, which is key when it comes to understanding how much he knew about the people who were hanging out in the mall and how much he wanted their support and how much he wanted to support them, despite the fact (laughs) he consistently said after the fact that they were Antifa. So Cassidy Hutchinson, her testimony was about as amazing as it can get. She testified that Donald Trump, well in the car, was so livid that the Secret Service would not let him go hang out with his groupies, (laughs) that Donald Trump lunged for the steering wheel and attempted to choke out one of the Secret Service agents. Now, of course, Donald Trump he has denied those claims. Isn't that correct, Mr. Donald? Yes. Uh, yeah, Ms. Hutchinson, I've never heard of her. I don't you know never her. Heard her. No, you I never don't heard know of Mark her. Meadows. She's a top aide for your chief of staff. You never heard of her? Mark Meadows, who's he? He sounds <laughs> no, he's your, no, that's your chief. That's your chief of staff. I don't know him. He sounds like a terrible person. If I did know him, I don't know him. so donald trump has denied attempting to choke out a secret service agent and perhaps again he's denying it because it sounds so batshit insane that if it is true and there's no reason why cassidy would be lying as a matter of fact she's a woman who obviously runs around in republican circles runs around in trump circles This was the last straw for her. Other than that, she was a Trump loyalist. This is not a win for her. And no point is her political career going to blossom because of this. If anything, she'll be seen as a snitch, Mm -hmm. seen as someone who worked with Mark Meadows, who was obviously working extremely closely with Trump. And as we know, only what happens 
with shit is it rolls downhill and much like mark meadows who is in the who is on the bottom of that hill a person standing right by him in many ways is cassidy hutchinson so there's no reason not to believe her testimony i mean what did you think travis i know you said you listened to a lot with your mother did it ring true to you you know, we listened to it uh, in the car uh, on NPR, and it was interesting not having the visual because her testimony was so visual. It painted those visuals for us. And as I alluded to the uh, two on the last show, those visuals, of course, are painted with ketchup on a wall. Yeah, of course, we'll get to all that later. But everything she said is very harrowing. Honestly, you know, we, we were always yep. trying to figure out what happened between Trump's big speech on the mall, right, in front of the White House, yep. and then the, and then what happened throughout the rest of the day and where he went to, and we knew he was giddy and gleeful, and he wasn't yeah. watching the show Glee. No. He was just very <laughs> gleeful in the White House at everything that was happening, and then uh, he had some tweets that were egging him on, and then, mm. of course, eventually he finally put out a video that said, go home, you're very special, you're very special, never forget this day, but also yes. please stop making me look real bad right now. And and in truth, we were just kind of wondering what happened in between there to there. And Miss Hutchinson right. shined a very telling picture as to what happened. And much like Edith Massey, second reference to Edith Massey on my shows this week, <laughs> Donald Trump loves his eggs. He loves <laughs> eggs and he likes them with ketchup. My question is, if Cassidy is lying, why was there so much witness intimidation? Mm. This is also what we're learning when it comes to testifying again against Donald Trump. He encourages people to go after anyone who is saying anything bad about him because, of course, he is not a true president. He is a, a reality show star. So uh, Hutchinson received a couple of messages. One of the messages says, quote, a person let me know you have your deposition tomorrow. So everybody knows she's got her deposition. She's going to sit down with the January 6th committee. Word gets around Washington real, real quick, much like herpes. So she was a secret. She was a secret witness. No one supposedly knew that she was going to be there. Well, that's why Adam, they didn't even know that this was information they wanted yet. Oh. Uh, this is sort of an unfurling investigation, much like how the Mueller report took forever to have no conclusion, <laughs> uh, much like a, a Stephen King book. But they did not know. And that's why Adam Schiff was like, we're going to stay one more day and hear what Cassidy has to say. So again, the message reads, a person let me know you have your deposition tomorrow. He wants me to let you know that he's thinking about you. Mm. It goes on. He knows you're loyal and he knows you're going to do the right thing when you go in for your deposition. I wonder who the he is. Mm. Is it Mark Meadows? Is it Donald Trump? Is it a combination of both? Is it Jesus Christ an amalgamation? But it's definitely somebody who knows for a fact that Cassidy, if telling the truth, if she tells the truth, will make them look horrible. Yes, she's got information that they didn't want her to share. This is, as you said, witness intimidation. These yep. are mob-like tactics. Mm -hmm. It's just more crimes on top of the crimes they've already committed. And now they've been busted again. But you know what, Trev? Um, At least when you got the mob, you eat good food. <laughs> I feel like there's not good catering with the Trump mafiosos. Uh, you know, at least you got you got your oysters, you got your spaghetti, you got some good ass drinks, good wine. You know, mobsters, that's why they're so chubby. They eat very, very well. And I think Cassidy, so she got the short end of the stick when it comes to having to be in a mob, but then also not having any of the good grub 
Also, witnesses who themselves testified talked about some of the communications they received from, quote, the Trump world. This was one person uh, that testified in front of the committee. This is what they had to say. They said, what they said to me is, as long as I continue to be a team player, they know I'm going to do, they know I'm on the right team. They go on, I'm doing the right thing. I'm protecting who I need to protect. You know, I'll continue to stay in good graces with Trump world. And they have reminded me a couple of times that Trump does read transcripts. Mm. No, he doesn't. Not if it's on a napkin. <laughs> it's only, you only read it only on, on a, a napkin. napkin. Yeah. So why are they so scared if she's just lying her ass off? Mm. Also, why would she lie her ass off under oath? Isn't that like extremely like, don't you just like, go to jail? She's not a Supreme Court justice. I mean, right. It's oh. not appropriate. She's made. She's now she's made her case. She'll be on the court before we know it. <laughs> Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. So Liz Cheney, obviously she's the committee vice chair. She's getting her uh, name out there for better or for worse. Of course, Liz Cheney, the daughter of a war criminal and someone who I don't like whatsoever. And that's American politics for you. But she says these messages raise, quote, significant concerns. And she says, I think most Americans know that attempting to influence witnesses to testify untruthfully presents very serious issues. And it does seem as if some people in the political sphere are taking note to the January 6th hearings. As a matter of fact, for the first time, GOP mega donors have turned on Donald Trump and they have their sights set on Ron DeSantis, perhaps Mike Pence, or Tom Cotton, and Tim Scott, a Republican out of South Carolina. So it seems as if one of the monetary pains that Donald Trump is going to be going through is because of the January 6th committee and the January 6th hearing. And as we talked about before this happened, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? We already know all the information, but I guess it's good if it uh, illuminates and enlightens some of the people mm. who just did not want to believe what we all saw on January 6th. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the big thing. They're saying that this, if any, I mean, even Adam Kingsinger went on the illustrious Stephen Colbert show oh. and said that even if this just shows people who have been loyal to Trump to a fault, obviously, even just a glimpse of what the man is actually like behind the scenes. I mean, he kept referring to, to himself as I'm the fucking American president. Whoa. Anytime you do, anytime you say it like that, you're probably right. doing something illegal. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> but it is just like, yeah, a lot of people are finally, I hope, in theory, understanding how bad it is, you also have a lot of people who are finally jumping ship. I mean, the amount of people, you know how mm. it goes with investigations. Mm. Eventually, mm -hmm. enough people are like, oh, I better fess up so I don't get right. screwed. Because that pardon that Trump was promising everybody out right. there, Mark Meadows wanted a pardon, John Eastman wanted a pardon, Mad multiple Yanks. congressmen. Yeah, multiple congresspeople wanted pardons. Anybody who knew they were doing something wrong asked Trump for a pardon. And guess what? He's no longer in a position to give them that pardon unless he wins in 2024. 
This is according to Eric Levine. He's an attorney and longtime GOP fundraiser. Again, all of these people can go fuck themselves. It's an interesting scenario for them. Obviously, we often talk about left or the Democratic Party infighting, but this is definitely a brawl within the GOP. He says, quote, donors are very concerned that Trump is the one Republican who can lose in 2024. Mm. Now, we also have the situation where 71% of Americans don't want right. Joe Biden to run in 2024. Is it possible? And now, obviously, I don't even want to say it, but we're also hearing the murmurs of a Hillary 2024. Oh, Is it grief. possible that we just have 2016 all over again and uh, that we're once no. again living in the past as opposed to the future that we're supposed to live in in the present? Well, I'll tell you, you won't be getting Gary Johnson off of that mountain anytime soon. He is too high, literally and figuratively. <laughs> uh, this is what Eric Levine had to say regarding Cassidy Hutchinson's testimony. He says, I think donors were already moving away from Trump. He noted um, that people like Dr. Mehmet Oz and some of the other endorsements that Donald Trump has given has made a lot of people, even in Trump world, sort of shake their heads like, what the mm. hell are you doing? Why sure. would you support somebody like Dr. Oz. Mm -hmm. What's going on? Trump's track record thus far has not been great in regards to who he supports and right. who wins. Obviously, this gerrymandered, redistricted world that we live in is going to support Marjorie Taylor Greene mm -hmm. and Lauren Boebert. There will be some psychos and some mega sycophants who do squeak through. But for the most part, it does feel as if his power is waning. And you have to imagine this January 6th committee is aiding and abetting that. I would hope so. I, I honestly hope it's doing something. I mean, again, like you said, we're no fans of Liz Cheney on this show. We're certainly no fans of her father who basically no. single-handedly destabilized the entire region of the world and has put us in the hellscape that we've Just been in the last fun. 20 years for funsies and a buck. Don't forget, Halliburton did real well. Right. So <laughs> it's just, it, it, you know, it, it. and you're absolutely right. Here in Ohio, the J.D. Vance endorsement that Trump did that put J.D. Vance over the top Trump world's like, we don't like J.D. Vance. None of them right. like J.D. No Vance. No one likes him. No one likes him. I mean, and like the good liars said, even his book's not that good. The main character's not too likable. So it just right. doesn't add up. In addition to everything, it's just so many missteps from Trump. And you got to wonder if something like this, again, I was listening to it on NPR and I could see it in my mind. I'm already very excited for the movie uh, whenever it comes <laughs> out because I can already see these scenes of Trump lunging at his Secret Service agent, him throwing <laughs> his lunch against the wall, him saying things like, like Mike deserves it, referring to when they told him they were chanting right. Mike Pence. And his response was, well, Mike didn't do what he had to do. He no. deserves it. That's fun <laughs> talk from a president talking well, about his own of, vice president. Speaking of Mike Pence, I think it's actually you who said this on the show previously, Travis. January 6th, uh, that evening, Mike Pence looked presidential. Yes, I yeah, threw up. Of course, did. this is 2021. I hated I, it. Yeah. I just threw up a little bit in my mouth thinking <laughs> about it. But... It is possible, as Trump's power wanes, Ooh. that Mike Pence's power gains. Mother. So Pence spoke at the New York <laughs> State Conservative Party last week. Do you know how much it was to go see Mike Pence speak? 
Just oh. take a guess. Ugh. 1776. <laughs> no, that's if you type in Rudy. You can get it for 1776. Of course, Rudy Giuliani currently hawking my pillow sandals. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in an episode this week. Uh, it's $5,000. Wow. Yes. So if you want to go hang out with Mike Pence, it's $5,000. All of that going towards a potential run. Uh, he is, uh, the name of his pack is Advancing American Freedom, AAF. <laughs> And who knows? Uh, one of the advisors said there's definitely a mix of major donors, conservative thought leaders and elected officials. The focus will be on the work AAF is doing, plans to impact policy issues important to the midterms and a larger discussion on the agenda for the conservative movement. So if you are someone who is a Democrat, someone a left leaning independent, uh, who knows, left leaning libertarian. Is this even helping the Democratic Party or all is all of this just going to lead <sighs> to people like Pence, Tom Cotton, Ron DeSantis? Is it just going to end up helping people who supported Trump anyway? And mm. now at best, we're going to try to live in a at, oh, I just feel like at best this country is center right, which is basically what Joe Biden is. Right. I mean, so it seems as if even if Trump does take a hit, the people who are going to be politically winners are going to still be freaking Republicans. I mean, the Republicans are definitely going... Trump will definitely take a hit from this January 6th committee, but that doesn't mean that Democrats will get a bonus from it. Does right. that make sense? There's That doesn't mean there's a net gain for right. Democrats. I have a question for both of you. If, if we had seen this kind of cooperation from witnesses during the impeachment trial for Trump, do you think we would be here where we are now? I mean, this hadn't happened yet. So it's Obviously. like for the impeachment yeah. trial, it was well, like, what was that? Second, that was you're Ukraine? talking the second impeachment. You're talking second impeachment, right? Yes. Right? Okay. So you're talking the impeachment where they tried to indict him for inciting the insurrection. I'm thinking about the first one, because in the first one, wasn't that one of the issues getting people in the Trump camp to even cooperate? With, sure. with yes. no, no one, one wanted to do it. Yeah. Right. So, right. I mean, this time, like what Travis said, they're jumping ship. They're starting to cooperate because they see the, the, the it's a rats off a sinking ship. Right. Had we seen that in the in the impeachment trial, do you think we would have actually had a different outcome? I don't think so. It's going to break down political lines. We don't even really have a different outcome politically now. And right? there was a full on insurrection. So Donald Trump, he's in the car. He says, take me to the take me to the people. I want to go to the mall. They say, no can do, sir. They go back to Washington. They go back to the White House. And in the White House, this is where Cassidy's testimony takes an ooky um ketchupy turn. <laughs> Evidently, uh, Mark Meadows was telling Donald Trump what was happening. Myra, Donald Trump was really upset. So he threw uh, his lunch against the wall. Obviously, the lunch was on a plate. The plate shattered, and on the wall was nothing left but a beautiful, dripping ketchup stain. Mmm, yum, yum, yum. Ronald if, Reagan's favorite vegetable. If the White House walls could bleed, indeed, <laughs> they would bleed ketchup. This is just one of those stories that you hear it, and you wouldn't believe it, but for the fact that when the collegiate football team won the national championship mm. it was all mcdonald's for them to right. eat now again have a good time everyone loves a big mac but this is a high stress day for the president so you know he had extra big macs <laughs> and from my understanding this also means that he might dip them in ketchup despite the fact the big mac already has ketchup so from a food perspective 
This is very unpresidential behavior. Well, you know, it could have been a steak. Do you remember that story from Saudi Arabia where right. they served his steak with ketchup? So what if yeah. he was enjoying a nice steak and just, you know, just that red raw meat, just angry, man. <laughs> sure. He eats he eats his own steaks, Trump quality steaks, and they're not good. So you have to put ketchup on them. What kind of a monster eats ketchup on steak and also pizza with a fork? It's absolutely disgusting, and it's not New York style. It's Come not on, American. <laughs> absolutely not American. So Mark Meadows, obviously the chief of staff of Donald Trump, a spokesperson for him has come out. This is Ben Williamson regarding the events that occurred and regarding the idea of witness in, uh, intimidation. Ben Williams says no one from Meadows camp himself or otherwise ever sought to intimidate or shape um, her conversations with the committee. Of course, that's referring to Cassidy. Uh, despite the fact situations um, or despite the fact messages would say otherwise, he goes on. However, there was a witness statement detailing the pressure campaign uh, from former President Donald Trump, uh, and it involves Hutchinson, again, asking her to be a team player. And you wonder if they're more upset about this for legal reasons or just because it's absolutely and utterly freaking embarrassing. Yeah, as a PR uh, mm. uh, uh, campaign, I mean, this was an explosive bombshell. This is, you know, all the, the commission hearings so far have been primetime. And, and we're right. always like, well, why they do it at primetime? It's because, well, they wanted people to watch. But then it's like, are people actually watching? And then finally, they have a, you know, a witness who's so explosive that's so, again, visual in the descriptions. I heard it on radio. It was like an audio book. It was like Orson Welles reading uh, <laughs> with, with the Mars Attacks. Well, it's a different book, but right. you get War the idea. Of, War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. Yes, thank you. And it's just, it is that explosive. And I, It really is. As a PR stance, but also, yes, to your point, as a legal stance, you know, at what point, if they get Pat Cicilline, the White House counsel, to turn as well, along with Ms. Hutchison, you got yourself a case, man, that the president basically knew that the supporters were armed. He knew they were going to the Capitol. He knew he wanted to go with them because they weren't going to hurt him. He knew they were going to hang his vice president. And he was like, Mike deserves it. And when they didn't let him go to the Capitol because they're the Secret Service and their job is to keep the president safe, he yep. threw his lunch at the wall. What Absolutely. a sack of shit. And, and another reminder that he knew exactly what type of people were right. showing up to his event right. and how angry they were. There's a thing called a magnometer. Mm -hmm. And basically you walk through this and it's like, you got a gun or you don't have a gun. Right. That's what it says. And apparently some of the people who showed up to the Jan 6 uh, rally, aka what turned into a massive riot, mm -hmm. were fully and heavily armed. Donald Trump Whoa. said, you're hurting my numbers here, folks. Right. So he wanted people in the crowd to be allowed to be armed because he knew that they weren't going to kill him. They were just going to kill everybody that he wanted them to kill and of course the hypocrisy mm. of all of these so-called gun-loving institutions which again it's not about guns it's not about two-way it's about power it's about money it's all about uh making sure that they control as much as many people as humanly possible and they're using the second amendment to do it if you go to the nra convention as we learned with the good liars right. don't bring a gun in there because <laughs> they're totally banned 
But this, again, just goes to show you not only was Trump aware of who was in the crowd, not Antifa, they were his supporters. He knew that they were not going to hurt him. He didn't really care if they killed Pence, and he didn't really mind if they had deadly weapons because he figured that might help him out when they got into the statehouse. I say put them through a MAGA meter to find out how much they love me. Oh, it's (laughs) it's one to ten. Isn't that exciting? Beep, 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 beep. And also, obviously, on a more serious note, not that all of this isn't completely serious, uh, the Supreme Court is going to be taking up an elections case uh, in the very near future when it comes Uh, to uh, individual legislative bodies. And uh, we're going to see what happens. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. On a bit more of a serious note, not that what we've been talking about isn't serious, but it does involve ketchup being thrown against a wall, Mm -hmm. so you have to laugh a little bit. (laughs) The U.S. Supreme Court has announced on Thursday it has agreed to hear a case next term that could upend election laws across the country with the potential endorsement of a fringe legal theory uh, that would basically give much more power to state legislators when it comes to running congressional and presidential elections. So all of those people that Donald Trump tried to convince, like Ginny Thomas, who mm. believed him, who tr- that he tried to convince that they were stolen, the federal government had enough power to say, this is crazy, this is a federal election, but if the Supreme Court sides uh, for, uh, I believe, more, um, then they would... Uh, give more power to the states to allow them to choose their electors, even if that goes against the public will of that state. So Donald Trump, again, he is just the beginning of the beginning of a road down to fascism. Mm. And if you want to know how to do it, you just study his playbook and then you just do it a hell of a lot smarter. Right. I mean, this is the whole ballgame, honestly. This is, to your point, this means... The whole situation about uh, switching out electors and so on and so forth. There's no federal oversight over that anymore. This is going to be such a major case. And again, as we covered uh, on the last show, all the decisions coming out of the Supreme Court right now, six to three. It's all six to three, three. baby. That's the magic number right now. Not as fun as 69, obviously. But uh, that's what Clarence and Ginny do on only on uh, every five years, of course. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm actually That's proud of them. That's sodomy. They, do. they don't do that. That right, is sodomy. Right, right, right. right. So, uh, again, this is the whole ball game. And if if this goes through, folks, we're looking at a whole new electoral system in the United States. So in their appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court, the Republican lawmakers makers argue that the U.S. Constitution's election clause gives state legislators the power to determine how congressional elections are conducted without any checks and balances from state constitutions or state courts. So there you go. So basically your vote won't matter at all because the uh, state legislator and the uh, the state electors rather will just say, that's a fun idea that you had, but this is Hmm. what we're going to do. And that will undermine further the institutions that we need to have in order to ensure we have a nation. And if you don't have voting, you don't have a nation, which again is why 20% of the American people currently have faith in government. Mm. And uh, as we've seen, uh, more and more people are 
coming around to the idea that we might be heading towards some kind of civil war. 25% of Americans said they'd take up arms to fight in a civil war. So it's, uh, it's nasty. It's nasty out there. And, uh, uh, you know, so just take, take your plate of ketchup and uh, <laughs> throw it against the proverbial wall. And hopefully we can read the tea leaves and try to solve some of these uh, crimes. According to Carolyn Shapiro, a law professor and founder uh, and co-director of Chicago Kent College of Laws Institute, she says, quote, this would be extremely disruptive. She goes on, it would allow the possibility that people who don't like that state Supreme Court rulings that have been on the books potentially for years could step back in and say, well, actually, that ruling only applies to state elections. (laughs) So it looks like we're going to go back in time when it comes to not having a unified federal election. And I think all of us have desperately been trying to push for that because otherwise, what are we what are we doing here? Standards and everything is tracked in this country. Why can't uh, we know? Right. Like, well, you know, maybe where? there's some hope, you know, what we learned from Ms. Hutchinson, what we've learned from the January 6th committee. I mean, obviously, we know that a bunch of uh, Trump's administration resigned in mass. Obviously, we talked about Bill Barr. Uh, you had uh, uh, Ms. Chow from the Department of Transportation yeah. married to Mitch McConnell, even at Betsy DeVos resigned. And, and uh, according to Ms. Hutchinson's testimony, they were going to maybe invoke the 25th Amendment as well, right. the, which has never been done. But they they had to talk about it on January 6th. So the one thing that maybe, just maybe, some of these Supreme Court justices are watching the January 6th committee hearings and they're saying, well, you know what? Maybe this, maybe this is a bridge too far because <laughs> to your point, right, again, they're crossing a lot of bridges right now that have never been crossed before. Yeah, but, because they also got their job from him, I was going right? to say, a third of them yeah. literally got their job from him, so they're so, not going right. to say anything. Uh, right, 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 right. And who knows how many texts they're receiving in the, in the middle of the night saying, I heard you're going to hear a fun case involving me. <laughs> you know what? You know, you guys keep thinking it's Trump or Mark Meadows. I think it's Rudy Giuliani sending those texts. Oh, oh, oh as, as the official lawyer. Absolutely. Right. Sure. You yeah. got to shut up. Yes, absolutely. He's he's uh, done being a reality show star, singing for the masses, uh, dressed as, I believe, a cupcake. Mm, all right, yeah, yeah, Miss Cupcake, Band of the Bone. We all uh, know. Yep. We all know. Next episode, we talk a little bit about some miscellaneous stories that are very funny and interesting, mildly sad because it's American politics. But we hope you all have a great July 4th weekend. Um, that's just a little recap on what's going on with January 6th, and there's so much to unpack with it. It's just, just a reminder that... Um, these things that we saw, thought were set in stone, um, they can be broken. They can be cracked open. And it's just very bizarre. So even elections and what we thought of, you know, autonomy and personal freedoms, those things can all be taken away from us. So we have to continue to fight and fight at the state house level. Because, uh, again, as uh, we'll talk about in the next episode, uh, there's a gal uh, in, in Ohio named Jean. She wants to make uh, birth control illegal. This is a woman who's in a a state run. We can beat her. You can beat her. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening. Hope you have a great time out there. Hail yourselves. Be safe. Talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.
I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes.